Good morning. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 5th of February, Friday, the Friday edition of the Snake River Lib. Welcome, and I'm glad that you're here and taking the opportunity to listen. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and uh, share it uh, with those that you may know or may appreciate that you think may appreciate it. And so we're just going to dive right in. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. I'm not even sure exactly where I want to begin with this. So let's begin with talking about um, COVID. COVID-19, of course, uh, has... Uh, the virus has done a lot of damage, of course, hundreds of thousands of deaths uh, in the United States alone. Pales in comparison, of course, to the Spanish flu, uh, just as a reminder course, we didn't have the issues then, but they wore masks, and actually recent studies have indicated that perhaps the masks were as equally ineffective then as they are now. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, masks do serve some preventative nature, um, but it depends on how you define a mask as to the efficacy of it. The reason I bring that up is that uh, um, the White House uh, press person, Jen Psaki, uh, has uh, talked about how the administration is trying to work with health officials and state and local governments to make sure that even after everybody is vaccinated, that we still wear masks and are socially distant. Now, remember, these are the same people, the government, that is probably responsible for 90% of the economic downturn due to the pandemic. Between Trump and his talking about needing to shut down for, you know, two weeks, you know, flat, flatten the curve. That's Remember that? Two weeks to flatten the curve. We're 10 months into flattening the curve, actually 11 months into flattening the curve. But, you know, that's typical because just like they call for income equality and equality of outcome, there's only one way to do that, and that's to make everybody miserable. You know, people need to interact with other people. They need to have lives. I mentioned uh, right here on this very podcast previously that the term social distancing at the very beginning was an awful term because we're already in many ways socially distant. Um, now we're physically distant as well, and now we just have to get accustomed to it, apparently, because it's the administration's goal that every small business goes out of business. Um, except for the ones that they like. And that we're controlled even more so by the corporate uh, giants of Walmart and Amazon than we already are. And how are they going to do that? Even after everyone is vaccinated, you can go and listen to her, um, they're going to still want people to maintain social distance and wear masks. Of course... You might ask, what's the point of the vaccine? To me, that's a very good question. 
Let's move on, shall we? There's so many things to talk about. Speaking of COVID, uh, the Biden administration has chosen to kowtow to the teachers' union as opposed to actually following the science. Remember the CDC, etc., even uh, St. Anthony of Fauci has said that schools are not unsafe. And that there was nothing wrong with going back to school, provided certain precautions are being taken. But now you have teachers' unions who are are dragging politicians to their knees. And, of course, it's easy to understand why. Nobody donates to the Democratic Party like the teachers' union. Now, when I state this, I am not singling out individual teachers. It's the union. Remember, it's the teacher, the head of the teachers' union who said that they don't care about the kids because the kids aren't part of the union. Just food for thought on that. Where can we go? How about, how about, oh, well, let's see here. 1984. You know, 1984 is a fictional novel written by uh, George Orwell describing a dystopian future where the history is constantly rewritten. Statues being torn down. 1619 Project, anyone? And substituted with uh, history to match what's going on now. Well, many experts have have, uh, spoken to the New New York Times about what they need to help regulate disinformation is they need a truth czar in the government. Now stop and think about that for just a moment. Now you may, if, if you're a Democrat, by the way, or, or progressive or liberal, thank you for listening. I appreciate that as well. But let me ask you this. Do you want the federal government being the exclusive guardian of truth? That is just like 1984, isn't it? Wow. Um, talk about that's, you know, I don't even know where to begin with that. So we'll just move on. Um, you know, uh, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, she's a Democrat representative from Texas, has provoked, proposed some very draconian gun legislation, including mandatory licensing, which would be an $800 a year fee to own your firearms, taxes on ammunition, training courses from the federal level, Now, normally I wouldn't even give legislation like that a second glance um, because I'm not in the scaremongering business here, Um, except for this. Look at what's happening with uh, 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 President Wilson, I mean, President Biden. Draconian measures are being taken you know, things like uh, barring the deportation of violent criminals. Yeah, Biden did that with his executive order. 
of course it's been temporarily stayed but uh yeah that was in the cards murder who cares they can stay good call uh woodrow and i'll be right back and we're back sorry about that it was uh um my little uh, creatures that I have in the house, uh, which were signaling it was time for a break, which it was anyway. So, uh, welcome back. Hmm. Let's talk about the environment a little bit, shall we? Uh, John Kerry was actually questioned, if you can believe it, um, a real question about how, why he has, you know, when he's going about protecting the environment, a la Al Gore, um, he was flying in his private plane everywhere. And he made a comment about how, you know, he, he can't sail across the ocean to, to receive an award for all of his work with the environment. So a private plane is necessary. Well, um, Mr. Czar, strangely appropriate for Carrie, um, you know, There's commercial service in Iceland regarding the particular question that was being asked. Actually, really nice service. First class, which is practically a bed uh, for that uh, transatlantic flight. Yeah, you might have to arrange your schedule to use the commercial. But, you know, CEOs of corporations have been roasted for using private jet transport. And let me tell you, it's a far better use of their time to be in a private jet than it is for you. And they're not going around talking about how the little people should give up things like... Cars cheap energy, stuff like that. You see, here's the thing. You know, when you hear these people talk about um, saving the planet, look at them. You know, they always say actions speak louder than words. Well, let's take a look at her at, at his actions. Just like Al Gore. You remember Al Gore, right? Um, and his bogus... Uh, his bogus movie uh, that he won an Oscar for. Um, largest house in the state of Tennessee. Largest private residence as far as the greatest usage of uh, electricity. They want to replace all the gasoline cars with electric cars. Do you know what generates electricity in a large part of the country? If you said coal, go to the head of the glass. Although natural gas, because of fracking, which they hate and want to shut down, natural gas is replacing more and more coal plants in the United States. And yet while the United States is reducing its uh, carbon footprint, 
considerably in spite of not being in the Paris Accords for four years. Um, China, who's exempt from the Paris Accords, and India, who's exempt from the Paris Accords because they're de developing economies, are building hundreds of coal-fired power plants. Now, do you think those coal-fired power plants have the same kind of filters on them that the ones do in the United States to meet regulation? By the way, that's another reason that jobs go overseas, right? It's, a, it's an added cost to business. Coal is super cheap. And when you don't have to spend any time trying to filter it or carbon capture or anything like that, like in China, it's even cheaper. Also, there was an article. Um, I don't have. I couldn't find it offhand, but I remember reading it because, and I'm saying this is in Reuters, and it's very interesting because the article said because of the reduced output of fossil fuel emissions, the Earth is warming. Let me say that again. Because of the pandemic and the massive reduction in driving and transportation as well as economic output, emissions are down. And because emissions are down, temperatures up. Now, it's very logical, I suppose. I'm not a scientist on this matter. But the reason that they said the temperature is up is because those emissions have little particles in them that once they get into the atmosphere, they reflect the heat of the sun away from the planet or from getting down to the ground. So the emissions... or the reduction in emissions now is also a factor in global warming. How do you explain that one? Well, a real hardcore environmentalist, you know, the kind that go and, and put spikes into trees so that they kill uh, uh, lumberjacks. Um would tell you that there are too many people on this planet. If you want to seriously reduce carbon dioxide, which somehow some idiot judge said as a pollutant, you're going to have to reduce people. It's as simple as that. You know, they were all about this back in the 70s. You know, population zero. Ah, yes. One last thing, then we get to the editorial piece. Um, Defense Secretary uh, just recently confirmed 
um, a general, former general, black, ha came up through the ranks, apparently um, made general. But because white supremacy is so rampant in the armed forces, he's ordered to leave the nation defenseless with a huge stand down to address white supremacy. Military is not supposed to be a social experiment, people. Uh, as Rush Limbaugh frequently has said, the job of a soldier is to kill people and break things. And that's an accurate statement. You can't play little social justice games in the military with a bunch of people whose job it is to kill people and break things. All the while, of course, we're not bringing any troops home. We're probably going to be adding troops into Afghanistan. Um, gee, wish I'd seen that coming. And finally, I teased it yesterday. Are you familiar with the term TERF? TERF, of course, stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Frequently lesbians, but not always. You call it a TERF when you question any of the orthodoxy regarding transgenderism. Now, I'm not questioning that necessarily. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinions, at least for now. But here's the issue. Is some of the legislation that's being brought up um, in Congress, some of the executive orders being taken, again, refer to the ex executive order regarding transgenders in the military. Um, but I want to talk about uh, somewhere much closer to home for you and me um, is girl athletics or women athletics. If you want a real quick primer on it, go to uh, YouTube and, and search for a uh, uh, trans athlete on South Park. And you'll be introduced to Heather Swanson who looks a lot like uh, Randy uh, Macho Man Savage from uh, the old WWF days, who had transitioned two weeks before this uh, strong woman contest. And here's the issue that, that people have, of course. So young men who've gone through puberty have several advantages over women. There was a study done in Britain that suggested that the best uh, sprinter, female sprinter in England would struggle, someone who trains hours a day, you know, they do it professionally, would struggle to compete with your average uh, high school, male high school sprinter. 
because surprisingly enough, there is a difference physically between men and women, biologically, uh, genetically. And no matter, no matter what term you use, there's a difference. Martina Navratilova was called out for questioning this orthodoxy. Not known as a, as a right-wing Neanderthal. J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series and other things, she was a single mother that uh, made herself a billionaire. Hardly a Neanderthal. Has also pointed out the obvious difference. That there is a difference between males and females. By forcing the allowance of competition. Now, I, let me backtrack for just a moment. Am I saying that... Uh, Gender, uh, I can't even think of the term, the mental, the uh, the diagnosis of it. Gender dysphoria, I think. Am I saying that's not a thing? No, I'm not saying that's not a thing. I am saying that is a thing. How about that? That way I don't have to count the negatives. And treatment should be handled. Am I saying it should be... Uh, shock treatment to make them realize that that's not what they really are? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that people need to be have help with whatever they have going on within themselves and that they should not be torn down specifically because of how they identify. And that's hard for me to say. Um... But we do need to work on that as a society. Having said that, think about this for just a moment. We're not talking about necessarily, although some trans women that compete are indeed do indeed have um, gender dysphoria, or they do truly are identifying as women, that they are males biologically, even though you can't really even say that anymore, but that they identify as women. And it's not to disparage them. The problem is the rules that they're making allow for anybody. Say you didn't make the basketball team or you weren't going to make the basketball team as a boy. And so you say, oh, I'm a girl. Remember, I am differentiating between somebody who does, recognizes this as an issue and is taking care of it, and somebody who theoretically could game the system. And that's what that South Park episode was about with Heather Swanson. You know, I don't want to talk about my transition two weeks before the contest. If they were testing, can't even test anymore for testosterone uh, for women's contests. Probably not for much longer. 
But to think that there is unified front in the LGBT community is not necessarily the case. Um, you know, there was much made about uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, becoming the, well, according to some media accounts, the first uh, gay cabinet member, which is not true because Richard Grinnell uh, was the acting director of national intelligence. And so they really had to parse the words to make that an accurate statement. Um, if you're, let me ask you this, if you, you know, Super Bowl coming up, how would you feel if the coach, instead of wanting the best players on the field said, well, we have to have our team that's playing look like America. And so you sit most of the team because they're, um, black. And so you just have uh, just a, a certain amount of them out there to be representative. How would you feel about that if you're a Chiefs fan? And, and you have to, you can only play either Mahomes or Hunt or Hill, rather. I'm sorry, Kareem left. Tyreek Hill. You can't play them both. They're both perfectly healthy. How would you feel if there's a um, legislation saying that? Right now, our country is being run not by the best and brightest, although I'm sure that they're all very intelligent, but it's being run by people who were put in their positions not necessarily because they were the best for the position, but because of their intersectional points. They checked enough boxes. Including the vice president. Not the best person in the, you know, she wasn't selected because she was the best and brightest in the Democratic Party. There's several that I would, that um, I would prefer Tulsi Gabbard would be the first, but but um, it was points. It's all about points. It's a Snake River lib. Taxation is theft when you're taking from one person to give to another. There's no other way to describe it. And I'll have a weekend edition sometime. We'll talk to you later.